is the Impact Man, and you know what time it is. It is time to rise and grind. So go ahead, grab your cup of coffee, grab your device, and let's get into this word. Good morning, brothers. What's going on? This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts, and welcome to Morning Meditation for Men. I am so glad to spend a couple, a uh, few, few minutes with you this morning, a couple minutes, a few minutes, spend some time with you today. Uh, it is a great day to be alive. It is a great day to be alive. Let's jump right into this word, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 3. Thessalonians is a letter that Paul wrote to, the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica. Uh, and so he is uh, where we pick up here on at the second uh, letter that he has wrote, written, the last chapter, it's an exhortation to them. Uh, as he is saying goodbye, uh, the last chapter. So on here, chapter three, beginning at verse number one, it says, finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be glorified just as it was also with you and that we be rescued from troublesome and evil people. For not all have the faith, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord concerning you that you are doing and will do what we command. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and perseverance of Christ. All right. So. I want to just talk about this one statement here that Paul drops in the middle of everything. He says this, he, he's, he, he starts out, he starts out with a prayer, uh, you know, finally pray for us, a request for prayer. I should say he, he's praying or saying to, to the people at Thessalonica, I need you guys to pray for us. We've got a work to do. We've got, uh, We've got an assignment in front of us and we need you to continue to pray for us. Now, let me just stop there. This is key. This is key to the power and the ability of God moving throughout the earth constantly and continually. Prayer. Recently, I was watching a video of a young man who uh, says that he was part of the occult and he was a Satanist. And one of the things he says is that we are always, this is the Satanist, we're always up praying. And we pray in the middle of the night, we pray over regions, we pray over uh, all kinds of things so that you know, demons will go to places and they will upset regions and they will upset families and they will upset generations. Listen to me. If demons and people who worship Satan are doing this, it is so vitally important that we as Christians do that as well. Now, there is a side of me that says do that and more, but you got to understand that we have greater power than what Satan has. And so simply we have to do that. Let me just drop this little nugget on you. The God that we serve is omnipresent. That means that he is everywhere at all times. 
Satan is one. He cannot be everywhere at the same time. So when our omnipresent God, when we pray to him and he begins to move, it shifts everything. It shifts atmospheres. It shifts generations. Uh, it shifts regions. So if the enemy feels like he can go and shift a region, if I begin to pray over that region, if I begin to pray over that state, if I begin to pray over that neighborhood, those things can be shifted just as well because the power of God is greater than the power of the enemy. Let me not get too far off. So he was praying, he asked for prayer as we go forward and we do the work, we work the assignment that God has given us. He says, he says this, I want the word to spread just as rapid as it spread in Thessalonica. So guys, pray for us that as we go out here and we're preaching this gospel and we're sharing the grace of God with people, we're sharing this awesome message that God left behind for us through Jesus Christ, that people will receive it. And then he throws this thing in here and he says, uh, what does he say? And, and, and that we'll be rescued from troublesome and evil people for not all people have the faith. He says, we got to be rescued from troublesome. And so that means that there's some people who are just constantly doing stuff to bombard them, to uh, get in their way as they're going out and they're doing the work. Let me throw this in there. So he says, pray for me. Then he says, pray that we don't have to deal with craziness, foolish people, evil people. People, and one version says, because I found out that not all people who claim they have the faith actually have the faith. Yeah. So you got to understand that everybody does not believe like you believe. And so we're praying, Paul says, pray for us that we're rescued from these type of people. So that we can continue. So why does he say that? Because if I don't have to deal with this over there, then I can stay focused on what I'm dealing with here. And if I'm focused, then I can drive down and I can get the work done that has been set in front of me. Ultimately, Paul says, Paul is saying, I just want to do the work. I don't want to deal with this stuff on the right. I don't want to deal with this stuff on the left. I just want to do the work. Now, let, let's be for real. There's going to be some stuff that we're going to have to deal with. There's going to be some distractions. And I want, I'm going to get into that in one second. There's going to be some distractions that we are going to have to deal with. But the reality is he's saying, pray for me that the distractions are less. Brothers, I'm asking you today, pray for your brothers that their distractions are less so they, they, they can remain focused. Pray for your wives. Pray for your children that their distractions are less so they can remain focused on the work that God has set before him, before them. I, I said uh, on the other day, family first. We, we've got to wrap this whole thing around our families. It can't just be we have a family. It's not just money, but we leave a legacy of prayer and the Holy Spirit behind for our children and our children's children. And then in the middle of that request, he says this. He stops in the middle of his request. He said he stops and he says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you 
from the evil one. I found that interesting, and that's really where I want to zero in. I found it very interesting that he, in the middle of asking for prayer, he switches and says, the Lord is faithful and he will protect you from the evil one. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. He didn't say he will protect us. He said he will protect you. So what that means is when you take on the mantle of prayer, when you take on the mantle of prayer to begin to pray for other people, when you take on the mantle of prayer and you begin to pray over regions and you begin to pray over neighborhoods and you begin to pray over families, the enemy is going to come and he's going to try to bombard you and take you off of the course that you have set yourself on because you heard the Lord say to pray. He's going to do everything he can. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost today. He's going to do everything he can to take you off of the focus. But I come to you today challenging you to stay focused. Why do you need to stay focused? Because the Lord is faithful. My God, the Lord is faithful. And what is he saying? He says, I'm going to protect you. I will strengthen you. So when you're at that place and you're praying and you're at your weakest place and things are, are heavy on you and things are, 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 are trying to wear you out and things are trying to wear you down, I declare to you today to remain, my God. Remain. Why should I remain? Because the Lord is faithful. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't walk away. You got to stay the course. Why? When God has set you on a course, it is because he understands that where he is taking you is greater than where you were. It's bigger. It's better. It's healthier. It's more satisfying because you felt like, listen, I get it. Where I was, I was good. Okay, all right, let me give let me give you a quick example. Let me give you a quick example. There there is a uh there's there's a story in the Old Testament uh of Moses and uh, the people of Israel and he, and he said, "All right, come on, let's go." They took off. They took caravans and a mixed multitude of people and brought them out there and crossed over the Red Sea. Uh the Red Sea closed up on Pharaoh's army. They were going and they didn't have no food. And the first thing they said is, why have you brought us out here to die? At least we had something to eat in Egypt. What? So, 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 so what they were saying was, we were comfortable back there. But I come to let you know that the ones that hung on realized the Lord is faithful. Why? It took them 40 years to get there, but they got to a place that God had promised them and they set up and they established a nation. My God. 
you've got to re recognize, yeah, I might have been comfortable in that place. I might have been okay in that place, but where God is taking you today, my brother, where God is taking you today is greater than where you came from. Remain, stay focused. Don't allow the distractions of the enemy. And I'll say it to the day that I die. The only thing that Satan has for the man and the woman of God is a distraction. That is the only thing that he can give them is a distraction. Why is that? Because that's all he can do. I'm covered by the blood of God. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm Listen, I'm wrapped in a cocoon. And so all he can do is distract me. I liken it to this way. I'm in a house, in a safe house, and Satan comes and the house is, listen, I'm in a safe house that's made out of glass. And Satan comes and he stands at the windows and he tries to get me distracted from doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the house. You're in a safe house. He can't touch you. You need to understand. I need to understand. We need to understand. All he can do is distract. Why? Because the Lord is faithful. Paul, in the middle of a request for prayer, stops and reminds the people who he is asking for prayer that God is faithful. And not only is he faithful, it says that he will strengthen and he will protect you. Brothers, today, I, and I'm, I'm be honest with you, I had some notes written down. I went out a completely different way, I feel like. But I, I, I need you to hear this today. I need you to hear that God has got us, but God is faithful. The Lord is faithful. Hang on to that today. Hang on to that this week. Stay focused. Know that God is faithful. Let's pray. Father, we honor you today. We magnify you. We glorify you for what you have done and what you're doing in our lives. You are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you for your word that teaches us that you loved us so much that you died for our sins. God, save those who are not saved on today. God, just like Paul, the apostle Paul, let the words spread across the nations. Let them spread across this globe. Let there be a firestorm of the gospel of grace that floods the earth and people are freed because of it. God, we bless you today and we magnify you and we glorify you for what you are doing in our lives. Thank you for the men. Thank you for the Rise and Grind crew, God. Thank you that you're blessing us to be a blessing to others. There is nobody like you, God. We honor you. We thank you, God, that in the midst of everything we go through, we can stand on the word that says that you are faithful. And you will strengthen and you will protect us. God, thank you today. Hallelujah. That you will strengthen from every evil of the enemy, from every sickness, from doubt, 
from uh, self self doubt, from overthinking. You will protect us from every evil of the enemy. We bless you today, God. We magnify your name and we glorify you. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody shouted, amen, amen, and amen. All right, brothers, listen, this has been phenomenal. Take this word. I'm telling you, I'm about to hang this word up in my car. I'm going to put it on my mirror. I'm going to put it on my desk. The Lord is faithful. Listen, this right here was a game changer for me today. I woke up in a place. And when I tell you I opened up the scripture today, because I had something else that I needed to do and stay in, but I opened the scripture today. And this is what God says. He reminded me, I am faithful, son. I'm faithful and I'm going to cover you. I'm going to protect you and I'm going to give you strength. Listen, I preached myself happy this morning. All right, listen, <laughs> I got to get out of here. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning for morning meditation for men. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Put the brakes on. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, give your life to Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, then you can experience this faithful God. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you can experience our faithful God. So today, if you don't know Jesus, give your life to Jesus today. It is the best decision you could ever make in your life. And share the podcast. All right, here we go. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munz. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning for morning meditation for men. I'm out of here. Peace.